welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford and Woking in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. Thank you. Wonderful to be here today. Isn't it good to enjoy God's presence? This is going to be quite a a brief reflection, and I want to start by reading a psalm. There's no need to look it up. I just want to read this over you, and, and as we enter this time, maybe just carry some of that kind of reflective um, peace within yourself, that kind of openness that's come from that time of worship. So let me read this over us. Psalm 131. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have calmed and quietened my soul. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. Blaise Pascal wrote, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Is that awkward? Is that uncomfortable? Have you ever been out in nature and wanting to see a wild animal and the way you do it is to wait quietly, just to wait, wait, wait. And in the quietness, the animal emerges in the stillness. I remember as a boy growing up in South Africa, my friends and I would head out into the bush to see a meerkat. And um, they emerge on little hills. And what you have to do is sit very quietly downwind and you have to be away from them, absolutely quiet. And you just wait and wait and wait. And their senses, their their sound and their smell is incredible. So if they sense anything out there, they will not appear. But if you wait quietly long enough, eventually you just see these little heads pop up and they look around. It's an amazing sight. Maybe you've been out in the wild somewhere and done something similar, waited for wild animal to appear. In his recent book, How to Pray, Pete Gregg writes this, the human soul is wild and shy. The psalmist compares it to a deer panting for streams of water. 
Celtic folklore depicted it as a stag, noble and coy. It hides away from the noise of life, refuses to come on command like some slavering domesticated pet. But when we are still, it emerges inquisitive and quaveringly alive. Isn't that a beautiful image? Your wild and shy soul emerging in quietness and stillness with the nobility and, and dignity of a stag. There is something in the way that God has designed our soul that we need to still ourselves for our soul to emerge. To truly engage with God, there is something in that stillness. And it, to be honest, I don't think it's, it's just our soul that emerges in the stillness. But in that quiet place, God himself emerges as well. We encounter the living God. Like Adam and Eve walking in the quiet of the evening, the cool of the evening, and God emerging to meet them. Or Moses withdrawing into the quiet of the tent of meeting and encountering God face to face. Or Elijah up on Mount Horeb. God not meeting him in the stormy wind or the earthquake or the fire, but in the whisper, in the stillness. It's in the quiet, it's in the stillness, it's in the silence that both our soul and the Spirit of God emerge. I know a number of people here have done silent retreats. Peter just spoke of one earlier this week. The disciplined practice of saying nothing, no sound, no noise. And at first, those disciplines can feel incredibly uncomfortable, even unnatural. But you know, as the external noise settles, so the internal noise settles. Those kind of skittish, hyperactive thoughts, those distracting thoughts start to settle down. It's, it's like sand in water. You know, if you've ever walked through a stream and it all stirs up and you can't see the bottom, but then just stand still and it, the silt settles down and this is clarity. Or like a fractious baby that eventually settles in the arms of a parent, content and calm, as the parent has simply said, shh. Psalm 62.5, let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. We speak about the spiritual discipline of solitude, to be alone. But the irony is that when we practice the discipline of solitude, what we actually discover that is that it's impossible. Because in solitude, in that silence, what emerges is the awareness 
of God who is already there, always there, the one who has been there every moment and has been quietly waiting for us to become aware of his thereness. There's a line I love in a Rent Collective song called God is Near that says no one really knows what it is to be alone because you've never left outside. We have never been alone. You can never practice solitude because you will never find yourself alone. In solitude, you find the God who is there with you always. I remember reading the account of an older lady who had been striving for years in her prayer life to experience the presence of God. And she would always pray earnestly and pray earnestly and had never transcended into that place of experiencing the presence of God. And she was sharing it with a spiritual director one day with a leader. And he said to her this, he said, what I want to ask you to do is to go into your room, sit down, and for 15 minutes, get out your knitting and just knit with God. And so she dutifully tried this, and it took quite a while for her to just get past the guilt of not doing something that felt more spiritual, more important, and she just sat there and knitted. And this is what she said afterwards. She said, I perceived that this silence was not simply an absence of noise, but that the silence had substance. It was not absence of something, but presence of something. At the heart of the silence, there was he who is all stillness, all peace, all poise. In Pete Gregg's book on prayer, he writes, the best way to start praying is actually to stop praying, to pause, to be still, to put down the prayer list and surrender your own personal agenda, to stop talking at God long enough to focus on the wonder of who he actually is to be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. He goes on, I cannot emphasize too strongly how important it is for your spiritual, mental, and physical well-being that you learn to silence the world's relentless chatter for a few minutes each day, to become still in the depth of your soul. You must seek solitude and silence as if your life depends on it. Because in a way, it does. So I'd like you to do a little exercise for me. Just for a couple of minutes, I want you to turn to the people around you, maybe in twos or threes, and discuss these two questions. The first is, what do you find hard about being still? What do you find hard about that? And the second is, what ways have you found that have helped you to be still? Okay, what have you found hard about it? And what ways have you found that have helped you to be still? Just take a few minutes and chat amongst yourselves.
Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. Let's bring that to a close. That's got you thinking and talking. So, silence, solitude, how, how can we do this? How do we take time to do this? Well, we have to start by acknowledging that we live in a world that is constantly noisy. Not just physical noise, but mental noise. We are bombarded by constant information more than any other time in human history. You know, advertising, billboards, notifications on our phones, social media inundating our minds with snippets of information. You know, we no longer even sit down and watch the evening news for an hour or half an hour where over that time we might digest a dozen pieces of key information in five-minute segments. Instead, we might scroll through the news head headlines on our phones, you know, in about a minute, just like, just taking tons of information, just bombarding our brains with all this information. We scroll through our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter feeds, and again, just processing hundreds and hundreds of words, images, concepts in frantic succession. And the brain is just inundated with all that information. And because of that, there's, there's not just a, a lot of mental noise, but our brains are now hyper-stimulated, craving that constant stimulation. You know, we've kind of created this itch that must be scratched. And so when there are natural, quiet moments in life, we struggle to be still and do nothing. What do you do when you are waiting in a queue at a shop? Quick, check my notifications. I mean, what did we do before phones? You're in a restaurant or a coffee shop with a friend and they get up to go to the toilet. What do you do? Get the phone out. We're, we're, that's coming from a constant need for stimulation. A moment arises where there's some stillness, there's quiet, there's nothing. And our brains automatically are just saying, I can't deal with this. I need stimulation. I need something to be going on. And so we, we turn to our devices to give us that next stimulation. But what is required to experience stillness is intentional counteractivity. So we need to start by seizing those small natural moments in life and simply slow down and be still. Wait for the kettle to boil. Next time you're making a cup of tea or coffee, turn the kettle on and just wait for it to boil. <laughs> 
Listen to it. The next time you are in a queue, just stand there. Wait. Be still. When someone leaves the table when you're in a restaurant, just gaze around. Notice all the other people looking at their phones. <laughs> Quiet in your mind. Maybe reflect on the conversation that's been happening. God, what are you saying in, in this interaction that I've been having with this friend? Next time you're on a train commuting somewhere, just stare aimlessly out the window. Do you know what's going to hit you first? Boredom. Seriously. We feel like boredom is an enemy. And so there's this moment your brain is going to send a message that's going to say, this is boring. Do you know what boring, boredom, is one of your best friends. Boredom is amazing. Just embrace it the next time you feel it. Just be with it. This thing we call boredom, this space, is actually one of the best spaces we can have in life. Because what happens in that space is that the brain just sorts and sifts. Creative ideas come out of that. For our, our hearts and brains to process and to come up with new ways of thinking, we need to allow that space. So next time you feel bored, just go, oh, hang on a second. It's that thing called boredom. I'm just going to like soak it in. Mm, that's what boredom feels like. This is good. So take those natural little moments, a minute here, two minutes there, three minutes there, and just enter into it, push past the initial discomfort, and just feel it, engage with it. Then take time, intentional times, to be still with God. Maybe 10 minutes. Maybe go for a walk with God. Walk from one place to another and don't check your phone on the way. Don't feel like something needs to be happening on that journey. There are, uh, on the 24-7, um, on the prayer course website, there are resources for a thing called a breath prayer. Just breathe, be still, say a simple prayer, just quietly engage with God. Take a few minutes. Practice an activity with God, that woman knitting. I love building stuff in my garden. I've currently this summer got a little studio thing I'm building in the garden. I love it. I do it with God. I don't have music playing. I don't have anything else going on. Just do it with God. It's quiet. It's still. And my brain goes into that kind of neutral space. Maybe for you it could be gardening. Just the next time, just go out. Be in your garden. Meet with God in the stillness. Take a silent retreat. Move on to something more ambitious. Maybe like a week silent retreat's a bit much at first, but, you know, half a day, a day, 
Just be silent, be still. Remove yourself from the noise. And here's what happens as we enter those quiet spaces and our soul emerges and God emerges. So there's an encounter with God that allows us to both know God and know ourselves. David Benner has this amazing quote. He says, genuine self-knowledge begins by looking at God and noticing how God is looking at us. Looking at God and noticing how God is looking at us. It's in those still moments that we just simply gaze at God. And what we experience is a father looking back at us with delight and acceptance. And our heart is stilled. We become like the child in that psalm calm with its parents. We're going to end the service with a five-minute prayer exercise that Rebecca is going to lead us in. And it's all about this stillness, calming and quietening our souls before God. The missionary Frank Lubach said, sometimes as a parent you want to talk to your child and sometimes you just want to hold them tight in silence and God is that way with us he wants to hold still with us in silence so we're going to end with this and literally that will be the end of the service after that go and collect your kids have a blessed day but I'd like to invite Rebecca up to lead us in this so just to say there will be the odd pause um, during this prayer exercise and just to give you advance warning and say be comfortable with that and just stay with it. So I want to start by inviting you to find a really comfortable seated posture and to invite you to close your eyes. Once you're comfortable, just find a sense of stillness. Outer physical stillness. And also a sense of inner stillness. If you find it for a second and then you feel it slipping away, that's okay. Just return to it. So begin by softening the muscles of your face by taking breaths that are low and deep instead of high and narrow bottled up in your collarbones. And now let your breath just be natural. Let each breath be nourishing, but don't force it. What we're seeking in this brief exercise is a sense of presence. And so we're not going to talk to God. We're just going to receive. We'll receive whatever God has for us. He always surrounds us with his love.
So right now, as you sit in this posture of presence and stillness and receiving, begin to notice the ever-present love and goodness of God around you. you find yourself running through your prayer list in your head, I'm going to invite you to stop. Just return to your breath. Let the awareness be deeper. Brother Lawrence writes, yet strain does not seem to do good. At the moment I feel something simply let go inside and lo, God is here. It is a heart-melting hearness, a lovely whispering of a father to a child. And the reason I did not have it before was because I, because I had failed to let go. We're not striving or straining here. We're just here. The loving whisper of a father, a good, good father. If you notice your thoughts beginning to wander again, don't shame them or judge them, but gently bring them back to the breath, to the knowing of God. Begin to notice how this simple work of just slowing down and being still externally creates a deep stillness internally. And sometimes that's all God needs to get our attention. He's simply asking us to slow down. He wants to hold still with us in silence. Thank you for your presence, for your withness, and your hereness. Amen. Now begin to slowly open your eyes and choose to get up from this place and continue about your day in this hereness, this withness. No strain striving just being with the good good father